Hello everyone, I'm Mark Thompson and welcome back to the Chief Executive Podcast. Today's episode features my good friend, Charles Schwab, or as I've come to know him, Chuck Schwab. When you think about the outrageous, wild economic cycle and topsy-turvy stock market, imagine having one of those epic investment gurus at your side, someone who can help you play the moves or think through or even feel safer when things seem to be spinning out of control. Well, Chuck Schwab is that guy. He's been a billionaire for three decades, inspiring millions to take control of their finances and their education, even inspiring people like me who had dyslexia to tough it through college. You see, Chuck went to Stanford too, and we were both almost thrown out of Stanford twice because we couldn't make the bonehead topics. Although our math and marketing skills were great, I really think that Chuck's dyslexia is truly the genius behind his humility and empathy to lift up other people. And in fact, it was the driving force that allowed him to cut through the clutter and the kind of high priesthood arrogance and overwhelmingly complex world of investing in finance. You see, Chuck grew up during the depression and I really think that influenced his mission to help the little guy, to become kind of the little guy's guru on a mission to help the rest of us find some semblance of confidence and planning to create a financially secure future. I work for Chuck Schwab at his side when he was CEO for more than a dozen years from the time of the IPO on. So I was one of the early employees and I eventually became CCO and then led the clicks and mortar Schwab.com customer experience back when the dot-coms were, you know, a thing and something new. Today, the company has over $3 trillion in assets and he's still helping demystify investing at a time when we need it more than ever. During this time, Chuck Schwab really became kind of the dad I never had. And he's always so kind to me, such a great support to millions. And here are some of his reflections on how he went about overcoming his own challenges and finding your leadership voice. When you think about the, the team that you pulled together at that time, you've always pulled together people with very, very different skills, uh, a big variety of backgrounds. Uh, what's been your strategy there in terms of the kind of people that you bring around you as a leader? Well, Mark, I think I learned that early on in my business career, maybe even earlier than that, that I had certain strengths, but I knew that in order to accomplish in business terms, a business enterprise, that I had to surround myself with really experts in some areas that I was not particularly strong at. I was good in accounting. I was good in uh, marketing but there are a lot of other areas of, of a very successful business that I was not good at. Uh, the back office operations, I had very little experience in. Uh, the uh, data processing, I knew about in a conceptual sense, but I really didn't know the internal workings. I had to have assistance there. Personnel issues, human resource kinds of things, certainly I knew about them, but I wasn't really an expert. So you surround yourself with highly capable people in order to accomplish uh, the total kind of thing that you're trying to do with a business enterprise. If we were to go back for a moment and think about your first business um, and uh, getting started, as I, as I recall, you talked about as an early teen, you were interested in the business world. Oh, Mark, you're not referring to my earliest business, which was a chicken enterprise, are you? Oh, that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. When I had about 25 or 30 friars and 
they cranked out these eggs and I got those eggs and went down the street selling you know, a half dozen at a time. So I was selling sacks of fertilizer. And then when I sort of got tired of doing all this thing, I had a lot of fryers for sale later on. <laughs> the first fully integrated... Uh... First fully integrated business I've ever run when I was 11 years old. <laughs> Is that when you got a sense that you had this bug? I mean, what was, uh, what was the driver next in your career? I don't know exactly what it was, Mark. I guess, you know, I knew that early on is, and I, I, I do reflect back upon the time when the depression years as such, and, and at least influenced by parents, that I needed to be responsible for my financial wherewithal. And it was so drilled into me by my father that I guess I just overflowed with this stuff. And so uh, as a consequence, I, through my early life and continues to be to this day, have this sort of entrepreneurial kind of perspective on things, and I love it. When you think about um, that, that early time, it wasn't particularly easy for you. You had to work with uh, a learning disability growing up, and now you're doing a great deal to help others who are the parents of and the individuals themselves who have learning disabilities. When did you discover this as a, a part of your life? Well, I didn't really know that I had a learning difference issue until I was well into my 30s. And I learned that through my son. I just dealt with the issue because way back in the 1940s and 1950s and 60s, the word dyslexia was not really well known at all. And it really isn't, hasn't been come to its true understanding through scientific efforts, through brain imagery and so on in the last five or 10 years. So this was an issue when I was a kid that I was a very bad reader, slow reader, and consequently also impacted my writing. I was great in math and I was good in science and conceptual kinds of things, but I was really pretty, pretty awful in languages, English as well as <laughs> uh, Latin and uh, French and things, any foreign language actually. How did that make you feel at the time? It made me feel really inadequate, but I had a lot of energy on the other things. I was good in a number of things, so thank God I had some compensating capabilities. Otherwise, it would have been an awful thing. But I think one of the big issues that I've found now, you know, since the last 20 years, I've done a lot of studying about this and have set up a couple of institutes to help parents and kids who have these kinds of issues. So I've learned a lot in the last 20 years. But when I was a kid, I didn't really know anything about this stuff. And it impacts one in five kids. Hence, one in five adults have had and still have some issue with their learning capability, learning style differences. How'd you go about coping when you, were, you went on to college and, and started your career? How did well, you get through college? I got through college by, the, uh, you know, by a lot of luck and uh, sometimes I think even mirrors because I flunked English A a couple of times at Stanford and uh, it was a very debilitating, depressing thing for me to do that because uh, I was, thought I was pretty bright. And I didn't realize how incompetent I was in the skill of writing. And so I've learned, like now, today, for instance, I have a great secretary. I can dictate you know, a great letter in, in minutes. I can write a book with some assistance, but I can dictate notions and ideas and concepts pretty readily. If you were to think about 
a skill that you wish you had when you were starting out as an entrepreneur and a leader uh, in the beginning that you have today or a few skills that you wish you had? What, what would those be? Well, Mark, I, in some respects, the positive side of this learning issue thing was probably my early recognition that I wasn't strong in every component of uh, reading, writing, all those kinds of things, that I needed to have other people who could help me out in different parts of the business that I was developing. A lot of people who are brilliant, will say, who are brilliant entrepreneurs, think they can do everything. And they don't develop the team that they need to have in order to accomplish the various levels that you're going to reach in your growth curve as a successful company. And so at every level this Schwab has moved to, I've been able to, I think, recognize my strengths and my deficits and build up around me with great people in the deficit area. And I think that probably has been maybe the single most important benefit that I achieved, received from uh, having this learning issue early on in my life. Thanks for listening to the Chief Executive Podcast. I'm Mark Thompson, and please don't forget to like and subscribe for more episodes every week.